At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beat in cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great in clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hard-working hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. You can make great meals with whatever you have on hand. So I try not to be too prescriptive about specific ingredients. Hi, this is Play Me a Recipe. I'm Dawn Perry, coming to you from my kitchen in Malibu, California. Today we'll be making weeknight cassoulet, which is linked in the show notes and on food52.com. It's from my new book, Ready, Set, Cook. We'll be gathering ingredients, chopping, browning, sautéing, and broiling all in one skillet, and we'll be doing everything alongside each other. Feel free to pause or jump back using the podcast chapters if you need a little more time. Okay, so we're going to be making weeknight cassoulet, which is kind of a misnomer because real cassoulet takes like three days to make. You've got a confit duck, usually. you got to mail order your beans, um, but we're not going to do any of that. We're just going to use some really pantry-friendly ingredients to kind of get that same meaty, beany, toasted breadcrumb vibe in about 30 minutes. Okay, let's do it. So I'm gonna preheat a medium skillet. This one is a 10-inch cast iron, my preferred. Let's go medium-high. My instinct is always to just crank it as hot, hot as I can, but then I forget and I burn everything. So medium-high, 10-inch cast iron. And let's talk about the ingredients that we're gonna need. So we've got about a pound of mild Italian sausage. The packet I have here actually has five sausages and it's a little over a pound, but we're just gonna use them all. The recipe is very forgiving, so that's no big deal. Um, one onion, I've got a yellow one here, but if you have red, that's fine. One stalk of celery, a couple of garlic cloves is what the recipe calls for. Mine are kind of puny, so I'm gonna use a third. I like garlic, salt, pepper, a couple cans of white beans. I have great northern beans here, but you could use cannellini. And actually, you can kind of use whatever bean you have. This recipe will work. Um, also, if you have beans that you've cooked from dried, feel free to use those as well with their bean liquid. Um, and we're actually going to use these beans undrained. Um, we'll get to that later. Um, OK, let's get started. So first step is we're going to brown our sausages. We've got the skillet preheating, and I'm just gonna prick them all over to help release some of the fat. Um, that is gonna provide uh, a little more 
unctuousness to saute our vegetables in. So I'm just using the tip of my knife to prick them. I don't know, three spots on one side, flip them, three spots on the other. And then my skillet is nice and hot at this moment. So it takes just two tablespoons of oil. I'm not gonna measure, it's like twice around the pan. Again, we're gonna render a decent amount of fat from the sausages, so don't worry about it. But enough to coat the bottom of the skillet nice and evenly. Give it a tilt to make sure it's covered. And let's add our sausages. Sometimes the sausages, especially if they've been pack if they came in a package they can be kind of square if you care just give them a little roll to encourage their roundness and then they go and they're pumping like as soon as they hit the hot fat so that's awesome and i'm just going to use my inactive time while those are browning to chop the rest of my ingredients so i've got my onion garlic and celery okay let's chop so the whole premise of my book is that you can make great meals with whatever you have on hand. So I try not to be too prescriptive about specific ingredients. That's why I said, you know, use whatever onion you have. If you had a couple of shallots laying around, you could use that. If you had a bunch of scallions, you could use that. Something in the allium family to get that base of flavor going is going to do great in this recipe. So my skillet is kind of jumping and spitting at me. So I'm gonna grab my tong, which might be in the dishwasher. And the tongs are your best tool for turning the sausages. We're just looking for a little browning on both sides. You know, sausages, we say all sides, but like that third and fourth side is really hard to get brown. Um, so do the best you can. If you wanna use your tongs to kind of help stand them up on one side, that'll help. And yeah, medium high on my stove is like pretty hot. So I'm gonna turn it down just a little bit, just over medium um, and let those do their thing. I'm gonna use sweep my onion bits off of my board and give this onion a chop. I mean, you could slice it. You could throw it in a food processor, which is a thing that my mom might do. Um, but don't, don't worry too much. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like a tidy dice. You just wanna, get it in roughly the same size pieces so it cooks evenly. There's one half, there's the other half. And anyone who's cooked with me, alongside me, um, or watched me do it knows I'm sort of obsessed with inactive time. And I'm always trying to figure out how to make dinner or really like how to do anything, do the laundry, clean my house in as few moves as possible. So. I love the idea that the sausage is browning while I'm doing the chopping. This is not a recipe that like you need to be super organized ahead of time to execute really well. So I got one stalk of celery. I just trimmed the butts and the uh, little bit of a brown top. This one's kind of big, so I'm just gonna have it lengthwise and chop through it. Again, just, you know, you could slice it. Don't worry about it too much. Okay, let's check these sausages. They're looking very good and very brown. I am gonna try and stand a couple of these guys up on the on their dorsal um, to see if I can get a little more browning. But essentially, we want to brown these, help render some of the fat inside, and then we're gonna remove them from the skillet, slice them, and then return it 
you just feel it wants the beans go in. So I'm just gonna grab a plate to put them on. Dinner plate, it's regular, and put that away. So don't worry about cooking the sausages all the way through at this point. They are gonna have some extra time to finish cooking uh, in the bean liquid when we add those. So I'm just gonna focus on getting some nice color on them and kind of uh, improving their structural integrity so I can slice them. But like, if some of it crumbles, that's totally fine. If you wanted to remove your sausage from the casing beforehand. Oh, that guy split. That's cool. Um, that would work too. It might be a little bit faster. So you have a lot of options. Um, another thing I hope to encourage the book is just to like relax, make these recipes your own, um, whether it's via the ingredients that you have access to, or you know, just skills and techniques that you're comfortable with. They're pretty, they, like I said, they're pretty forgiving. And, and I know that um, just about anybody can make these with a ton of success. So just peeling the skins off my garlic, the old uh, smash and peel, and gonna give them a rough chop. No razor blade necessary. And that's gonna go in with my celery and onion. So just gonna scooch it all into one pile. And then I'm gonna transfer the sausages to this plate. Really nice, deeply brown, borderline too brown on this one. I've got a nice amount of fat in the pan. Again, I'm gonna turn my heat down just a tad because the stove is running hot. And now I'm gonna add my vegetables. Okay, in go the onions, celery, and garlic. I've got all that nice pork fat in the skillet. I'm just grabbing a wooden spoon to help give that a stir, to coat it in the fat. And I'm just gonna season it with a little salt and pepper. One reason I always keep sausages around, specifically Italian sausages, is they're pre-seasoned. So like, I mean, you can eat them straight, obviously, but anything you add to them picks up their flavor. So browning them first, we release some of that delicious flavorful fat into the skillet, and that's gonna flavor the dish all the way through from the vegetables here, and when we add the beans, and it just, they're a, such a great shortcut. Anytime they're on sale, I buy them, I stick them in the freezer, so we always have that option. Sometimes if I have a head of fennel, you can add that at this point. Any other lingering vegetables, actually, this is a good place to use it. So if you have an extra half an onion, if you have, like you could throw a carrot in there. I don't know, celery root, that feels random, but um, it's not something I always have, but it would be good here. So again, play around with it. Know that the recipe can take it. And playing with the vegetables is a good way to keep it fresh and make it feel a little bit different and new every time you make it. So just giving this a stir, making sure they cook evenly. Now that there's sort of more uh, stuff in the skillet, utilizing that fat, I'm gonna go ahead and turn my heat back up. It's getting a little quiet. Sometimes I talk about five senses cooking and I'm always using my ears, my nose, my eyes. I'm like touching stuff. How many is that? That's four. What's the, what's the other one? Somebody drop it in the notes. <laughs> So we're just gonna cook these until they're soft, stirring occasionally. This is another uh, moment of inactive time. I am gonna crack open these two cans of beans 
and uh, I'll be back in just a few. And we're back. This is Play Me a Recipe. I'm Dawn Perry, and today we're making weeknight cassoulet. We're coming back as my vegetables are sauteing, and I'm gonna open these beans. As I mentioned earlier, if you have beans that you've cooked from dried around, amazing. You can absolutely use those in this recipe. I'm using two cans, 15 ounces each, of Great Northern beans, but you could use cannellini beans, you could use garbanzos, you can really use any kind of canned bean that you have around. And something that is, I don't know, maybe a little unusual, I feel like in my day it's, I don't know, not usual perhaps, but we're gonna use the bean liquid. I feel like a lot of recipes ask you to drain off the liquid that's in the can. I think some people think it's, it can either taste metallic, it's too salty. I don't, I'm not really sure when that happened, but like, it's really flavorful. And I think it's another great shortcut and cuts back on a need for like stock or additional seasoning. So like when you're really just trying to get dinner done fast, easy, I'm all for it. So I've got my two cans of beans. My vegetables look great. They're starting to take on a little bit of color. They're soft, they smell delicious. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm going off script, I'm adding a bay leaf. So this is a kind of thing, I love to dig into the pantry and just like see what's going on. Um, especially if it's a dish that I've made several times. I think, how can I change this up? And bay, it is one of those flavors that once you get used to using it, you can start to recognize it. But I find, especially like in my early cooking days, it was one of those like, what is that flavor? So I tossed in a dried bay leaf, that's gonna perfume the rest of the dish. So in go the beans and their liquid. And I'm just giving everything a stir to make sure it's evenly incorporated. And then I'm gonna add one cup of water. That's the easiest route, obviously. Water is currently free. Um, but if you had chicken or vegetable stock laying around, you could definitely use that in this place. We'll just add more flavor. But again, we're using the bean liquid, which is seasoned. That is, of course, unless you buy no salt added beans, totally fine, but you may need to season a little more aggressively at this stage. So I've got the two cans of beans with their liquid, onion, garlic, celery, I tossed in a bay leaf, and we're gonna bring it to a simmer. And while that's happening, I'm gonna slice these sausages. So these are the sausages I browned earlier. Um, they rendered out their, off their beautiful fat, that's what we cooked the vegetables in. They've also released a little more fat as they were resting on this plate. I'm just gonna pour that back into the skillet. No reason to waste it. I mean, traditional cassoulet is certainly not a light dish. I would say neither is this, but it's fall after all, and it's time to put on our winter weight. So I'm just gonna slice these sausages. These aren't quite cooked through, and like I said, that's fine. We're gonna toss them back into this simmering skillet of beans and they'll be cooked through, tender, flavorful. It's a great way to use these. And the other great thing about sausage or any cured meat for that matter is a little goes a long way. So, you know, I had this pack of sausage, it had five in there, great. That's sort of the generous end, but like if you had two laying around, 
You could do the exact same thing with a little less sausage, a little less meat. You could use bacon in its place if you had like even deli salami, that could be cool. So any thing that's gonna give you that flavorful fat, um, you could kind of riff on this recipe with. I'm gonna say I did a very nice job browning these. They're nice and firm, but like I said, they're not all the way cooked through, so they're gonna be perfect. They're not gonna be overcooked, which is another thing that happens because I'm easily distracted. There we go. Okay, we're gonna nestle these back in with the beans. Now, it's tight in there. If you have like a slightly larger skillet, you're gonna be fine. So I would say 10 inch, you can hear the sizzle of the overflow. I would say 10 is the smallest skillet I would use. 12 might be a little friendlier, but I do have that extra sausage. So I'll see, but I'm just kind of tucking it down into the beans as everything comes up to a simmer. Now, meanwhile, an ingredient I forgot to mention are the all-important breadcrumbs. So in the recipe, uh, I mentioned you can use panko, of course, breadcrumbs if you have them around, or my personal favorite, cracker crumbs. So another great shortcut um, is using packaged goods. These are engineered to be delicious on their own. So anytime you add them to a dish, it just like adds flavor times five. So um, I'm using my beloved Ritz. They're buttery, they're tender, they're already golden brown. So it's like three cheats in one. What I should have done is just like crush these up in the sleeve. I forgot to do that. So I'm just gonna do it um, over, my, over my bowl here. But again, if you have panko, great. Any other kind of cracker will work. Pita chips another good option. So anything crunchy, tender is going to get the job done. And you need a cup. I don't know. I'm not measuring. So I've got this, let's say it's probably like a sleeve, one sleeve of Ritz or saltines. Um, but that feels good. You can kind of eyeball it like, yeah, that feels like it's going to cover my skillet. Again, as long as you have some crunch, it's going to be great. Now my beans are simmering all around the edge. Again, I'm just going to tuck the sausages in, spread things out. And it's already thickening. That bean water is starchy. So it's gonna thicken as it simmers. The sausages are gonna be perfectly cooked through. It's gonna be awesome. So I have my bowl full of cracker crumbs and we're just gonna add a little bit of oil to help with browning. These cracker crumbs are gonna go on top and a little bit of parsley for color, for freshness, um, and for flavor, obviously. So flat leaf parsley, if you have curly, that's fine. It's a third of a cup, so it's a decent amount. I'm trying to think if I would suggest other herbs in its place. I would say if you wanted to do something in the heartier herb family, like an oregano or a rosemary, I would dial that back maybe like a couple of tablespoons of one of those more assertive herbs in place of the parsley, but I think the parsley is really nice. It is for a dish that's, you know, on the heartier side. It, it freshens things up a bit. I'm chopping the leaves, um, but the stems as well. The stems, you know, if you've ever made stock from scratch, you'll often find they call for parsley stems because they're full of flavor. And again, we want to waste as little as possible. So my parsley goes into my cracker crumbs. We'll drizzle a little olive oil over top. And if you're using panko or homemade breadcrumbs, 
You may need to um, season these with, with salt and pepper. I'm actually gonna skip the salt because these crackers are, are pretty salty, but I will add a few grinds of pepper. And actually, I'm gonna go ahead and add some pepper to my skillet as well. I don't remember if I did that earlier, so. Black pepper, such a great staple. It adds heat, but it's also really floral. I mean, if you ever bite into a peppercorn that was like stuck in your teeth or something, it's got a ton of flavor. So whole black peppercorns, buy a grinder, or buy them in the grinder, I know they sell those now, and it really will bring a ton of flavor to the most basic preparations. Okay, the skillet is rocking and rolling. It's a beautiful simmer. My parsley cracker crumbs are ready to go. So I'm going to turn off the heat and stir in a little vinegar. That acid's going to brighten up what is right now like a pretty thick and luxurious looking stew situation. So I need a tablespoon of white wine vinegar. So just gonna grab that. And see, this is, this is perfect. So it looks like I don't have white wine vinegar. I have several other vinegars and I am just gonna use red wine vinegar back up with it. Most of the recipes in my book really work with whatever vinegar you have on hand. In this case, white wine, I guess, was my first choice. Champagne vinegar would be delicious. Red wine vinegar is what I'm gonna use, um, and that will be just fine. I would say like a cider vinegar might be a little too tart. Balsamic will turn everything a darker brown, but if that's what you have, go ahead and use it. It's gonna be great. So just a tablespoon. And that's gonna balance out all the richness of the sausage, of the beans. Okay, it's a very full skillet. And now my cracker crumbs go on top. I am just gonna crank the broiler. I've got the rack in the top position. And we're just gonna broil it until these crackers are a little more golden. Or if you're starting with panko, until they are like beautifully golden on their own. Watch carefully, broilers can vary wildly in strength. So like set a timer or don't walk away from the stove um, for like a minute, check it at another minute. You know how strong your broiler is and how your oven operates, but like, you know, keep an eye on it. But I'm gonna put the crackers right on top. And it's, it's a generous amount. I mean, the whole deal with cassoulet is like, some of the crummies sort of become one with uh, the layers underneath and then some are still kind of crispy on top. So that's kind of what we're going for here. I hear my broiler kicking on. Got a few stray crackers here. I'm gonna just crush them up and add them to the edge. Rinse that salt off my hands and then carefully, regardless, but carefully, especially if your skillet is very full like mine is. And in fact, if yours is really full, you could put it on a rim baking sheet just to be extra safe. But I'm gonna slide this into the oven to broil. And I'm gonna set a timer for two minutes and I'll see you back here then. Ooh, nick of time. We've got a little bit of a little bit of slightly darker crumbs. That's okay. I'm just gonna brush them off into the delicious sausagey bean business. But it really, I mean, like it thickened up beautifully. The crackers are golden. The parsley's still fresh and green because it was only under the broiler for a couple of minutes. And I'm gonna give it a taste. So 
I don't want anyone to know I did this. So I'm just gonna go inside and see how we did. This is a good bite. I've got sausage, I've got crackers, I've got beans. I've got aromatic vegetables. I'll meet you back here in five minutes once this is cool enough to taste. It's delicious. It's hearty. It's satisfying. I can taste the brightness of the vinegar, the low notes from the seared pork. And I don't know, that didn't take very long, did it? I've lost track of time, but it couldn't have been more than half an hour. It's a great way to use your favorite pantry staples, incorporate your other old favorites in new ways. But I hope you really love this weeknight cassoulet. Let me know how it went for you. Thanks for letting me play you a recipe today. You can find this and more in my new book, Ready, Set, Cook, and follow along for more antics at Don K. Perry on Instagram. Or if you like cookies, follow along at Superkind Cookies. That's uh, my new cookie company. You'll love them.